Oh, I started already. <laughs> Great. In that case, I also have started. <laughs> Delightful. What a day. It, Hello, team. Welcome. Hello, friends. Hi, team. <laughs> Happy fucking Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy fucking Wednesday. I want that on this a pillow. This is how this is going to go. <laughs> this episode is late. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. I had to turn <laughs> off my air conditioner so we could record. <laughs> Oh, there's a fucking bug in here! Oh, no! no! Oh God! And I can't help. Oh, no. I can't help you. Uh, I, am, I am. Would you help if if you were here? Oh, absolutely not. What type of bug is that? Is that a flea? Not like or a fly? What is it? Well, it's annoying is what it is. Shoe fly. Anyway, welcome to the thick list, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And if that isn't like the perfect like example of where we're at today, I don't know what is. Ooh, yep. (laughs) It's been a rough one, friends. It's a rough one. (laughs) (laughs) It is uh, June 30th. (laughs) This episode is supposed to go out on July 1st. I don't think you're listening to this on July 1st. Uh, yeah, I haven't included it. It didn't work out. <laughs> nope. It's just a thought. I mean, I would be interested to know. Let us know when you hear this episode. Um, because we don't yet know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please somehow send a message back to June 30th at 6 p.m. And let us know yeah. when it finally makes yep. it up. Just tell us when it when we manage to get this episode live um it's going to be a fun episode we have a fun tag in store today and by fun i mean slightly devastating emotionally <laughs> and very difficult to find fix for but um <laughs> i'm trying to find uh, the positive here oh my god <laughs> you're doing you're doing great sweetie uh, no existential angst the musical <laughs> let's do it what's our tag today alan um our tag today is time loop time loop um do you read time loop fic uh i have on occasion whenever i come across them i think they're they're so interesting to me i like i love when people um take a take a concept and then build around it and like every time loop is like slightly different it's one of those things you're like you have to have a system in place for it like a like if you build a, a a fantasy world, you have to build a like laws for magic. How does it work and all of that stuff? So I am so I'm so into that and finding out how everything works for that time loop. I take it from your That's reaction okay. that you might not read as many time loops. I don't read time loops. I don't like contrivances. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know mm-hmm. we're winning all the things today. Excellent. It's fine. I don't. I don't actively dislike time loops. It's just certainly not something that I've ever, like, gone out of my way to read. And I don't know that that's going to change after this experience. (laughs) Because, oh boy, does it get depressing fast. And I read a lot of angsty things, but a lot of the fics that I was reading were just, like, sad. (laughs) And I didn't need that. I didn't need it. It's, It's not that it's bad. And I understand... What's sort of funny is I understand the appeal of it, mm-hmm. and I think as a writing device and like a, in like movies and other stuff, I think it's delightful. Um, the but like I don't for some reason when you read it and when it's in instead of being in like film form, there's something about it that I don't I didn't care for just as a trope. Fascinating. And I, I 
Yeah. I haven't fully examined why that is or like figured out a concrete or logical reason for it. And it could just be that I'm finicky. That is how it is. Um, But yeah, that was that was a thing that I struggled with (laughs) with this trying to find a pick for you. I did eventually find one. You did. But I read a lot that I was like, I cannot send this to Alan. It'll break him. I I, listen. I appreciate that so hard because I think I I had such a rough time. Just this go around of it that if you had sent me something to emotionally devastate me, I don't think I'd be here. I'd be I'd be somewhere else. I'd be committed. Anything with the tag major character death got <laughs> automatically X'd out. Oh no. Because I was like, I might be able to handle this. Alan cannot. How people can handle and <laughs> like write it. That's what I want. If you've ever written a major character death, please write in and let me know how do you do it? How does your heart not break into a million little pieces? How do you come to that decision? I guess everyone processes shit differently and like uses fic to process different things. So like cool, fine, whatever. I just like that is not what I seek in my fiction. No. Particularly in media that like doesn't have canonical character death i'm like no 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 no. you're just supposed to gently torture them they're not supposed to die (laughs) like it goes too far to me like major character death is a step too far in the angst direction Mm, that goes from like like an interesting thing and something that i can like be on board with and like vibe with to just like oh now i'm sad you know, this one time, <laughs> this is not good. It, when I was a baby fanfic reader, I was reading a Naruto fanfic, shocker to no one. Um, and I was just mm-hmm. happily on my way. I was reading through it. And then I get to the final chapter and I really know what to expect. And I read a lot of, to be clear, I read a lot of like crack, a lot of like funny stuff like that. And every now and then like some serious bits would happen. And then this fic kills off, uh, I think they killed off Sasuke or Naruto. They killed one of the two off. And I cried all night <laughs> i could not read something yeah, for like a right. week poor little bb weeaboo alan it was um, devastating I, I can pick i can picture it is that the source of your soft boy alan persona it might be <laughs> it, was that the day that you were reborn i remember it clearly and i remember the pain clearly <laughs> i remember how oh, hard no. i cried definitely not the vibe so time loops that end that had any like permanent character death was like a hard bath because i came to i came to a couple where it was like the way to break the time loop was to like (gasps) die and i was like no um this is a lot to process on a thursday afternoon um so (laughs) we didn't there's also probably just like fair warning this episode is going to end up having a lot of like content warnings that are worth just sort of blanket statementing Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of like there's a lot of dark shit in this episode so like if that's not the headspace you're in that's fine it's cool this is one to skip it's all good yeah yeah but like holy shit (laughs) y'all this is a lot so on that note is there anything that we like about time loops (laughs) wow <laughs> um like that's what we talk about is what do we like about the tag and i'm like we just kind of like ragged on it for 20 minutes I, what do we like about i this? didn't rag on it you ragged on it. okay i ragged on it <laughs> using the collective the royal we <sighs> here we are so things i like about time loop <laughs> i love <laughs> the i love the like the characters having to figure out like figuring out every day and like trying new things and how it affects other characters and how it affects the timeline etc i think that it's it's so fascinating it all comes down to the mechanics for me i really really enjoy it yay yeah i'm genuinely happy for you um i appreciate that yep 
So on that note, do you want to talk first or do you want me to talk first? Um, why don't I talk first? That sounds like a great plan. I'm going to keep watching this bug as it like figures out its life. Great. Um, if at any point you scream, I'll know that it's it's over for you. Okay. It's probably, <laughs> I think, I haven't figured out if it's a horsefly or a very small wasp. So, TBD. Fingers crossed for a horsefly. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Proceed. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, Aaron sent me a fic titled Hard to Reconcile. It's an archive of our own. It is written by user Kareth? Kareth? K-A-E-R-I-T-H. And it is a The Old Guard fic. Mm-hmm. Now, surprising no one, I've not seen this film. <laughs> How did I know that this was going to be the situation? I'm surprised you've seen this film. Um, I think I watched it with a certain ex-partner of mine. Who was I see. interested in seeing it. And I was like, okay. And then we watched it. And then I was like, okay. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I was very shocked. I, uh, the, My extent of the knowledge of that movie was that it, w- it was a popular hashtag on TikTok when it came out. Because people will on do that. They'll put TikTok? The, yeah. They'll put the tag of some of whatever's trending to try and get their TikTok like higher on the like for you page algorithm or whatnot. And so that was, and that was right around where I st- when I started. So I remember asking my roommate, "What is the old guard, and why are people talking about it?" And she had to explain it to me because I am a grandfather. Um, mm-hmm. Who uses the but, TikTok? Yes, exactly. I was getting into it with all the young youngsters. Uh, <laughs> what do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So this is an old guard fic. Um, I have not seen the movie. It is uh, between Joe or Yusuf and Nikki. Or Niccolo. Um, don't know anything about the film. Don't know the premise. But what I can tell you is the summary for this fic reads, Yusuf knows what's happening. Sometimes soulmates are able to find one another. At the first touch of skin on skin, a specific magic happens. The two people will relive the events of a time period over and over until they are able to find out who their soulmate is and break the loop with a kiss. No one from the legends ever met their soulmate in a battle such as this, Yusuf would swear. There are thousands of men. How is Yusuf supposed to find the only one who matters? I think that's a that's either half an ex- excerpt summary or fully an excerpt summary. I know the first part is, is an excerpt. That being said, we get into the fic and it's very straightforward. It's um, it's it's told uh mostly from Yusuf's um and please correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron in the Aaron in the pronunciation if you remember. Um, I think it's correct. They go by Joe and Nikki mostly in the film because by the time the film comes around, it is well past the, this point in history. Like, it is modern day. So they go by Joe and Nikki. Are they like reincarnations in the movie? No. <laughs> it is. W- would it be helpful to start off with a very brief explainer of how this what this movie is about? Um, Just tell me how. how. Are they immortal? They're immortal. I see. Excellent. I think that's all I need to, needed to know. That is the context I need. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I might have more questions at the end. Uh-huh. I'm sure. And I will happily answer them to the best of my ability. It's also been like a year and a half since I saw this movie. But, you know, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. So it takes place uh, between a battle um, where Yusuf is on one side and Niccolo is on the other with the Christians. Um, 
And Yusuf realizes that he uh, is in a loop. And that means that he has touched his soulmate and needs to figure out who it is. Um, and so I think we, we, we meet him when it's the fourth time he's been through his day. Um, and every time he, he's trying to remember what he did his first time, basically, and narrows it down to having killed five people. Um, and being killed, being dealt a killing blow by the last one. So the loop here happens whenever he dies, um, or or sleeps, but usually it's dies because he's in the midst of a battle. Um, and so Yusuf is trying to figure out the most creative way to get his uh, soulmate's attention because uh, he just wants to get a, get a kiss and get it over with because he realizes that oh well they're not on my side, so that is a problem and I guess is not does not bode well for a future relationship. And so mm -hmm. he tells um, people in his on his army on his side uh, that he has he's in a soulmate loop, and they are very understanding, which is really nice. And I was like, "Get you friends like those; those are the type of friends you need." <laughs> they were like, took a break oh, from active warfare to be like, "Go get your man." <laughs> yeah, go get your boo. Dear Lord, God Almighty, yep. I okay. loved it. And so, like, three. So Yusuf goes out and like waves like a flag at the top of some like towers and then he's like hello i have found i am in a soulmate loop and i'm looking for my soulmate and then he's shot with an arrow yeah and, correct and then he tries again and he's like all right we're gonna try this one more time i'm gonna try it from a different angle and then he gets chopped i think he gets axed in the face and it just doesn't go well and he it it happens i think three or four times and then finally he says he goes out there and yells if you're out there meet me at the gate and then walks back because he's like he's done and so eventually Niccolo comes and they meet and uh they have this whole conversation and at one point basically Niccolo says oh I never imagined it would be with someone like you so very like you know racist undertones um uh and so Yusuf is kind of knows that there's no future in this with him um and they kind of strike a, a deal where they are going to just keep meeting up in secret and like getting to know each other. And once one of them feels like they're ready to die, die, because that's really the only way that they see out of this loop. They're in the middle of a battle. They're not going to survive. Mm -hmm. Once they, once one of them is ready to go, then they'll, they'll kiss and break it. And so over the course of the fic, they start getting closer. And like, of course they notice how attractive each, uh, they each are. And, uh, there's a big shift that happens with Nicola's character where he came into this very like from the you know and I'm very bad at history but it's you know that that standard Christians trying to take over the the Holy Land. Um, it's literally the Crusades. Thank you. That's what I was thinking, but I uh -huh. didn't want to say because I didn't I didn't trust myself fully. Yep. Oh no, trust yourself. It's literally the Crusades. So it's during the Crusades, <laughs> yep. and so Nicola's having this whole reckoning where. He's thinking, this can't be ordained by God. This can't be holy. Like seeing all the death and destruction and getting to know Yusuf more and Yusuf saying, I, you know, I, I used to be a merchant. And when I lived with my family, we would do art. And that's what I would I would be doing if I wasn't. So I'm a soldier by by necessity. I'm a killer out of necessity. And that mm -hmm. really hits Niccolo the, like really strongly. And he's starting to kind of realize, oh, I'm not fighting a war that is just or justified or holy. This is just the greed of man. And so they spend toward the end of the, of the fic, Niccolo's trying to figure out a way to like turn the tide. And he like 
during one of the loops tries to talk to his side and be like this is not right and of course they strike him down and kill him because at that point they're in the midst of battle it's not like they're getting ready for battle they are in the battle and they are not interested in like a ceasefire and so on like this last loop this last go around um Niccolo is like pretty downtrodden that his plans aren't working and he's not able to affect change and so he says I think I'm ready to go and so Yusuf agrees and says let's meet in the middle of the battlefield because usually it's been Niccolo making his way through his army through Yusuf's army and then getting to uh, that side so they, the, the agreement is to meet in the middle of the battlefield and once they get there Niccolo is like has really shining eyes and he explains to Yusuf like oh I, I told them I'm in a soulmate loop and like that we can talk things out and there's like a ceasefire there's a moment where like oh it could happen and then it doesn't because obviously it doesn't and the battle starts and I think Yusuf is struck down and so is Niccolo but Niccolo survives and Yusuf is like he he sees Yusuf presumably dead on the ground and he is heartbroken because he realizes oh he does care about this man he does love this man and he wishes that he had run away with him rather than try and like you know fix anything and I think there's a line toward the end too where he's like um he lost his faith in God there and I was like whoa that's heavy and I was so angry at you Aaron I was pissed I was like I cannot believe you made me go through all of this and then Yosef Yusuf dies and then Yusuf like breathes a gasp and like wakes up literally in the last line of this fic and they walk mm -hmm. off together and they're like nah they they're leaving the they're leaving this life behind and they're gonna figure out what they're gonna do um, immortal characters <laughs> which now makes sense mm -hmm. I am glad to have that context mm -hmm. I I bet this was confusing as fuck without it <laughs> no not really <laughs> it, right. it stands on its own pretty well like i i liked it i and i thought it was really good ah alan i am surprised really i it was it was i don't want to say fun it was bleak <laughs> well, lady, it was, it bleak. was dark uh, but yep. the author was able to imbue a lot of humor into like use of like voice i thought it was really mm -hmm. well done and even more so i thought it was really impressive to because um, it's told in the third person and mm. sometimes when like you you jump from one character to the other it's like either really jarring or like basically the same narrative voice all over but mm -hmm. i thought that the author managed to do like yosef was really like intense but also really funny and like charming and nikki was a little more um serious and like had more of the angst behind him because he was having this whole um coming crisis to jesus of faith? is definitely the crisis wrong of faith. <laughs> crisis of faith is what i'm looking for coming <laughs> to jesus even... is actually the opposite of what it's I was the other one <laughs> yep so he yeah. was going uh, away from jesus <laughs> exactly he's leaving jesus um i thought it was wonderful and was so angry at that fucking and it's, it's literally the penultimate like paragraph where mm -hmm. they're like oh yosef is dead and i was like what the fuck yeah and then he comes back to life in the last line and they walk off to the west and i was like Thank God. Thank yeah. God. I think my knowing that he was immortal helped. Because <laughs> I was like, well, That's he's not going to die. <laughs> like, he's going to come back. That's the shtick. And I hadn't heard of that concept either. And I, uh, the author point says that they, they got it from someone else. Like, the touching and then being stuck in a loop with a soulmate type thing. It's a soulmate time loop hybrid. Yep. Which I adored. And I thought was really great. Yeah, I was like, well, if we're already doing contrivances, we may as well just do the whole grab bag. Um, and... It worked out. And I, like, I picked this because it was 
one of the best written ones. I really specifically wanted to do Old Guard because it's fun and why not? And I'm trying really hard yeah. to like not do the magicians for every episode. And I'm this so is, proud of you. Thank you. This is one of the few sort of like pieces of content where I was like, yeah, I bet this has some interesting stuff um, to parse through. And time loop seemed like an interesting mashup with immortality. I was like, how are they going to handle like how, how would you make a time loop relevant or interesting to an immortal being? Does it matter? Because if you're immortal, you have all time anyway. So what's the difference between one living one day over and over versus living forever? So I thought that was kind of an interesting... That was like yeah. sort of the thought process of behind like, okay, I'm going to pick this tag for this fandom. And then it didn't really navigate that at all. It's very much an origin story, but I still think it's really... It is it is a really well-written story, and I really enjoyed it. It's a good intro to the fandom, I think. So yeah. very good choice. I was also thinking part of the time loop uh, fix that I've read is them trying to... It's the frustration of not knowing, like, what is the inciting incident? Like, what is the universe trying to tell us? And you as a reader know it's telling you to fucking kiss. You know, right. stop being <laughs> stop being idiots and kiss each other. Um, but it, there's always, a, like, that frustration that's present in those fix, and... I feel like as a reader, I, I have that frustration too, just at them being frustrated at being dumb. I get it, be, it builds tension, but it annoys me sometimes. But I th this doesn't have that because the 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 concept is so well known. Everyone knows like, oh, a soulmate time loop? That sounds bad. I got to go back to shooting some arrows. So see ya. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an establishment to it, which kind of goes back to when we talked about soulmates, like having some kind of like when it really influences the ways in which people operate it tends to work a little bit better than just being like a thing that is like haphazardly glued on top of the existing universe <laughs> like it's nice that there's this like it actually shifts the culture in some way and that is yeah. like a, a resonant thing throughout the narrative like there's a reason for it and there's behavior that changes accordingly very much enjoyed it amazing choice um i would give this like a 3.9. <laughs> like, I love the pregnant pause you've left me for me to like say, oh, you know what? I'll give you the four. I'm like, I'll give you chances. <laughs> no, it's fine. it's fine. Hang on. Well, let me look through it. Let me look through it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay. trying to. I'm trying to remember. I'm. I, listen, our ratings mean nothing. Our ratings <laughs> they, do mean there's nothing. There's so many factors. We have. I haven't eaten. You know, I got off I'm work being, just recently. I'm being persnickety because it's fun and part of my personality. <laughs> but I and so I, I usually just go by feeling. Um, here, I'll give you the four. I'll give you the four. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> it is very good. And now, as I'm rereading, here's the other thing. Also, this was. This might have been the first fic I read from this batch of fics that we're mm. reading for this recording. So mm -hmm. it's been a it's been a it's been a longer second, and I've had to, I had to go back and refresh my memory. You're yeah. right. I'll give you the four. It is it is <laughs> it is very good. Very very. Let good. that be a lesson to you, children, that if you bother your friends for long enough, they <laughs> and give them enough give a guilt trip, they will give you slightly higher ratings on the things that you send to them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think this through about what this is doing to. You. <laughs> to your complex you can negatively reinforce behaviors <laughs> or positively reinforce negative behaviors whatever it is whatever it is, it is i win so i'm good <laughs> oh goodness uh, all right so i guess it's time for me to talk about the one that you sent me yeah it sure is what did i it send sure you Aaron? Is. 
So you sent me a fic, and it's called No Place I'd Rather Be by author Backfire. And it is a BuzzFeed worth it parentheses web series clothes parentheses RPF fic. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so I was on board. It's cool. I fucking love (laughs) worth it. I think... I think Stephen Lim is a genius, frankly. I think he's great. And uh, Andrew is also quite lovely. I think Adam is hilarious. And Rie is the other character in this. And Rie is, like, easily one of my favorite BuzzFeed, maybe ex-BuzzFeed now, um, people. There was just, before I get into it, I just want to, like, preface it with a little asterisk that, like, there was something a little weird to me about reading RPF of, like, YouTube personalities. Because YouTube personalities have like they're not portraying themselves necessarily like it's not a direct like representation of who they are as people but they are not putting on a character at all so it just felt a little bit like playing barbie dolls with like real humans who i like i was like Stephen lim has a girlfriend <laughs> like i know that Your and point? <laughs> yeah it was just like there was just that little bit of hesitation of like this like vaguely parasocial relationship situation going on and then i was like and it goes in the box on the shelf and i don't worry about it because he's never gonna hear this it's gonna be fine but also this was delightful that asterisk and recognition of vague sort of like huh aside the summary of this <laughs> for all that lead up is being with steven is like being home I forgot about that. That's the summary. (laughs) I love that. It was not fucking around. This fic read like a rom-com and I was about it. Um, So I didn't take notes, which is either going to go really great or really poorly. And we'll find out soon. Um, But it basically, this fic follows along with their filming of their Japan Worth It episode. I did not bother to go look and see if they had like changed details in this fic or if this is like actually the episode that they made i assume that it's the episode they made it's been a long time since i've seen their japan series but it's the one where they're doing like the really expensive coffee and so basically the beginning of the fic is them being in japan it's hot as balls andrew is unhappy it's mostly this is like from andrew's perspective but also in the third person kind of like the previous fic And Andrew was like, I am a dumb white boy and it is too humid and we've had to travel by train and everything is miserable and I'm just so unhappy with my whole life. And Steven is his usual puppy dog self being like, I'm from here. It's cool. (laughs) Just like living his whole like best self. And so they're traveling and they're like getting ready and they're just like, you know, hanging around and they're trying to get to where they need to go. And at one point and uh, they do their like coffee tasting and it's delicious they do their episode they're filming great and afterwards there's like chocolate that somebody gives steven and steven's like oh my god this chocolate is like symphonic it is so it harmonizes with the coffee that we just had and it's so perfect and andrew just like has had it like he has had a day he's done he's like steven is so full of shit like the cameras aren't even rolling blah and it just sort of like explodes out of him of like you don't have to make everything into a fucking metaphor steven like and so they kind of have this fight and steven shuts down And that is, like, a moment where you're like, oh, no, the anvil has dropped and, like, things are weird. So it's sort of the next day and Andrew is like, I kind of fucked up. I kind of did this. And Adam's like, you're an idiot. Uh, And it's like, okay. 
but like how bad could it really be but it's actually kind of bad like him and like andrew and steven clearly have this little like wedge between them now that wasn't there before and it's weird and so they go through this whole day and they're supposed to film a new segment they go to this castle they're gonna do this whole thing and it's just kind of like everything's weird they get through it though and like andrew tries to talk to steven and steven's like sorry i know i'm a lot like i i get it like i understand why you freaked out and andrew's like no that like isn't really what it was i was just really tired and like grumpy and steven's like no no no, it's okay i get it and just kind of like puts the kibosh on it and like andrew walks away from that being like hmm like there's still something wrong i guess we're good though but like they're clearly just like isn't there's something not quite right and so they get to the end of the day andrew goes to sleep and before he goes to bed and adam again is like you're an idiot you need to talk to steven blah 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 um and when andrew wakes up the next morning adam comes in because he's late again and it's the same morning that he had the morning before and he's like what the fuck what the fuck and though i did not take a note at this moment in time i do remember being like oh yeah this is a time loop thing (laughs) 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 because up until this point it's pretty long like everything that i just explained happens actually goes in pretty great detail to get to that point Mm -hmm. uh by the time i got to this like the start of the time loop i was like oh i just thought this was a fanfic that i was reading (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i forgot it's, yeah i literally forgot that time loop was a conceit in this thing but it goes back to the morning of the day that they just lived through and so andrew is like he's very he's like very confused because he's like wait adam comes to wake him up again like he did the morning before he's running late like he was the morning before and adam says the same like you should talk to steven like you're an idiot and uh like you know what you said yesterday was really uncool which is exactly what he said the day before and andrew's like uh and he goes outside and Rie starts saying the same stuff that she said the day before and he goes up to steven and it turns out steven is also in the time loop with him and he's like oh thank god i don't know what i was gonna do if it was like just me they relive the day over and over kind of testing different theories and they are like well what if we do the same thing again Like, if we do the same thing over again, will it happen the same way again? What if we change, like, one thing? Does that cause a cascading chain of effects? Or, like, does it, like, what will happen? So they first start off being like, okay, we just need to, like, do what we did and just, like, ride this out because this is weird. And then they end up having a couple of days where they're like, well, there's no consequences. So what if we just ditch filming and, like, go to this castle thing that we've been in front of for, like, three days and haven't even seen? And they're like, okay. So they go and do that instead. And they're, like, they're working through some of that discomfort just, like, slowly, like, slowly but surely as they're, like, hanging out more over these days. And so finally, during one of the loops, they, like, ditch the rest of the crew and they go to a bar. And at this point, they've, like, talked it out. They've kind of, like, hashed through, like, Andrew being upset and being, like, no, really, like, I really, I, I, I was wrong to yell at you. And Stephen being, like, no, really, it's okay. And, like, they just kind of have this, like, thing. And they decide to go to a bar. And Stephen Lim does not drink. So he starts having, you know, these these highly alcoholic beverages at this bar. And Andrew's, like, pretty sober. He's, like, oh, I can handle my liquor a lot better than Stephen can and they're like sitting next to each other and then they start leaning in next to each other and they're talking and they play never have i ever which (laughs) yes uh, of course becomes a thing and it starts off kind of like kind of innocent where it's like never have i ever like and they've like at this point like one of their things was like they went to go dye andrew's hair like because they were like well there's no consequences so it's pink now and so they (laughs) so they come back they're like never have i ever dyed my hair oh shit we both have dyed hair 
And as they get progressively more drunk, the questions get like progressively more sexual, <laughs> as is the case with Never as Have I Ever. Yep. That's like what that game is designed for. And so eventually they're like, Never Have I Ever Had a Threesome. And like, and it like, Steven is like, Well, you know, I've never had sex, so whatever. And so it's like a whole thing. And then one of the questions, I forget who asked it. It might have been, it must have been Steven, said, Never Have I Ever Fantasized About a Coworker. And Andrew does not drink his drink. Which, if you've ever played Never Have Ever, means that he has never actually done that. And Steven immediately is like, <laughs> like, we're done. Like, hands off and backs up and it, like, ruins the moment. Because Steven is like, oh, shit. Like, you don't know this because you're not in his head, but he's clearly, like, backing off. And Andrew's like, oh, I missed my I missed my moment. Because Andrew has, like, been slowly sort of, like, falling for Steven. And it's not until that moment that he, like, figures out that that's kind of what's going on. Where, like, this whole time loop, he's just been like, Steven's a really great guy. Wow. I'm so glad he's my friend. Hmm. <laughs> he's so he's so funny. Huh. He's really good at what he does. Wow. Without him, this entire show would fall apart. Wow. He's so great. And <laughs> it takes until that moment for him to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I really like this that boy. A, that was a great recap. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happened. So then he's like, oh, shit. And then they go home. They go back to their hotel room, I should say. And they, like, don't talk about it. It's, like, not a thing. So then the next day, when they're in the time loop again, it's really fucking weird <laughs> for everyone involved. And then, wait, no, it's not the next time loop the next day. It is. It is. It is. Be- okay. Because, then, yeah, the next day is, uh, Stephen is really awkward, basically, and is, like, avoiding, like, very clearly avoiding the, the subject. And he, like, goes, ha- hangs out with Rie a lot more than, like, hangs yep. out with Andrew and stuff. That's what it is. Thank you. Yeah, I think at this point he also says, you know, uh, I think we should stop doing all the crazy stuff we have been doing because uh, any day could be the one to stick and we shouldn't jeopardize the show that way. And so they're in that this like awkward space where they're both kind of avoiding each other until the very end of the day when Andrew like is like, fuck it, I'm going to go talk to him. So he goes to talk to him and he runs into Stephen <laughs> because Stephen was coming mm-hmm. to talk to him. And so they're in their hotel room. And they're like, all right, we should go. We should talk about this. Like, we actually need to have a conversation. And it's kind of the quintessential fan fiction dumb boy conversation. But it's actually super well done because it's actually written out, which I love, where uh seems like you know it's okay like i understand it got weird i was drunk but like it, this doesn't have to mean any it didn't have to mean anything because like you're my friend and i whatever and andrew kind of like annie's up and is like what does he even say so that the end of that conversation basically ends ends with them being frustrated anyway they they kind of both agree like oh it was nothing and andrew leaves being like i didn't That's want it weird. to be nothing the reason I can't find it is because he doesn't say it. That's what it is. It's like yeah. he really wants to say something, but he doesn't. And then they go through another day in the loop, I think. And yes. at the end of that evening, Andrew has a epiphany. Yes, that's what it is. So they realize, first of all, that the reason they're stuck in this time loop is because on the first day of filming, when they were in front of the castle or whatever, Andrew picked up a cat. <laughs> a cat. <laughs> as in... Un gato. (laughs) A cat. Uh, And this cat was like, Stephen looked at him and was like, that cat knows some shit. (laughs) And uh, Andrew was like, no, it's just a cat. It's cool. And then the cat like runs away or whatever. And that was the, that was like this day of the first day of the time loop. And in front of this cat, he had said, if I could live this day over, I wouldn't do anything different. And this is the day of like the fight. And it was kind of mean to say and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, he realizes he comes this epiphany comes to him and he's like the cat (laughs) and so he's like steven steven (laughs) 
We got to go find that fucking cat. It was the cat. <laughs> and Steven's like, are you sure? And Andrew's like, it's crazy, but it's like the only thing that makes sense at this point because we've been in this for a week and this is fucked up. So like, how weird would it be if it was the cat? So they go try to find the cat. And so they go, like they get on the train, they like run around, they're trying to find this cat and they like it, Yeah, cannot. it's also late at night. It's late at night. They can't find this cat. And they try really hard to be like, well, it doesn't speak English because it's a magical cat in Japan. And then they were like, well, if it's magic, does it matter? (laughs) So um, they do have a funny thing where it's like Stephen says, I wonder if this is what Ryan and Shane feel like when they're hunting ghosts or whatever. And Andrew says, if that's the case, I think that makes both of us Ryan in this situation, (laughs) which is really funny. Um. So they realize that, like, they're not going to find this cat, and they just kind of sit there, and Andrew's like, well, you know, we're I guess we're both idiots. And Steven just kind of takes a moment, he's like, well, did you mean what you said? And Andrew's like, mean what? And Steven's like, when you said you wouldn't change things if you could redo them. And Andrew kind of has this moment of, like, at the time, I did mean it, but, like, now, like, there are some things that I would have liked to change. And that is the thing where Steven's like, you have to stop. Like, this cannot be a thing and andrew kind of has a moment of like stop what but he knows exactly what he's talking about (laughs) um and uh steven's like look i was honest with you like i panicked i almost went in for a kiss at the bar but i didn't and i know that's not what you want which is like such a clear and such a fanfic thing and andrew's brain breaks (laughs) because he's like wait what (laughs) um and steven just like barrels through and he's like i can't be casual that's not how i am like whatever cool fine i can deal with it on my own we never have to talk about it again and andrew's like no 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 (laughs) wait a minute this is insane this is ridiculous and steven's like what is so funny and andrew's like it wasn't nothing i wasn't drunk i wanted to kiss you but i thought you were drunk so i didn't kiss you (laughs) like it was a whole thing this has been a delightful misunderstanding (laughs) And so uh, they kiss, and uh, then they go back to their hotel room, and they mm-hmm. have a grand old time. <laughs> they sure do. They do. It's very soft. It's very cute. It doesn't get too mm-hmm. like smutty. Like honestly, like they they make out for a little bit, and like there's some implications that they like go further, but it's not shown on screen. And I actually think that worked really well in this fic, um, because it was just like, it was it was it's kept in the like rom com vein very clearly. Yeah. And then they wake up the next day, and it's raining. Which is new, which means the time loop is broken. <laughs> yes, we love the rain. So the the time loop is broken. They move on with their lives. They are together. It's very cute. And, you know, Adam no longer has to call Andrew an idiot. Hooray. Hooray. That wasn't the longest summary I've ever given, but it certainly wasn't the shortest. <laughs> given, uh, uh, here's the other thing, uh, fellow listeners, is that this fic uh, is tagged also as a slow burn. Which it very much is. So oh, yeah. Aaron could have gone on for a while. So I don't, that oh, was yeah. great. That was a great summary. Thanks. I really appreciate you gassing me up like this. I had a grand old time. I thought it was delightful. I thought it was incredibly well written. I thought it was very in keeping with what we know of these people. And like, again, we don't actually know these people. But like, given their personalities on YouTube, it was like, I, I got it. Where like, Andrew's the kind of like stoic secretly silly but more sort of like meh one and steven is like very effusive but actually like hiding behind like hiding a like significant amount of artistic genius because i think he is really really well done i the one thing that i wanted to have happen that didn't happen and i'm totally fine with like the cat being the reason that they were in this time loop (laughs) it's cool it's fine it's very rom-com i felt like because there was such this there was a lot of emphasis on adam always being the one to come to andrew and be like you need to talk to him 
I thought Adam had done something. <laughs> I thought like, Adam was Adam like a witch. Because like <laughs> uh-huh. Adam is like so quiet during Worth It. Yeah. And like we know very little about him. And I thought it would just be so funny if at the end it was like, good, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, that's like that wasn't what happened. But that's kind of what I thought might happen and was I was gearing up for. But I had a great time anyway. And it was very delightful. And I really enjoyed it, even when I was reminded halfway through the fic that it was a time loop fic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was very like, it was good. I had a good time. So I would rate this a solid four. It was nice. very good. It, like, I could even be convinced of like a 4.2. So, oh, wow. It was, it was really delightful. I'm also, I have not eaten yet. So this is just me being a nice person, Alan. <laughs> I appreciate that. You are, you are <laughs> nicer. You are a nicer person. So yeah, this was really, really great. Thank you for sharing. Hey. It was very fun. Of course. Even if it was a little weird to read BuzzFeed fan fiction. I feel that. Yep. <laughs> and we move on. So we do have a we do have a third fic for y'all uh, that was recommended. Uh, we don't know by whomst. They did not leave their name. But uh, I will say thank you. So thanks yes. for that. Um, it is a Ready or Not 2019 uh, fanfic, which if you're not familiar is a like a horror thriller from 2019. Um, <laughs> can, I, <laughs> can I tell you? A true thing that is vaguely embarrassing, but you'll laugh. Absolutely. When we picked this fic, yeah, I didn't think of this film. I thought it was that weird magic film with uh, Mark Ruffalo and the guy from The Social Network, the one in like Isla Fisher, <laughs> um, where they do like tricks to like hide embezzlement or something. <laughs> Now you see me? (laughs) That one! I didn't remember the title. And so when I started reading this fic, I went, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And was very confused. You know what this is? This is like... (laughs) (laughs) This is the equivalent of parents going to watch like a Spongebob movie and then getting played the fucking trailer to Jaws or something. Yep, and uh, I am not much of a horror movie person, y'all. Nope. So I have seen the Tumblr gifs of this movie and said, no, thank you. And um, <laughs> so this fig, it started off on an interesting note for me. <laughs> I was ready oh for there God. to be like weird magic tricks and it was not. There was a devil. <laughs> this is my favorite fact. I am blessed on this day. <laughs> You're welcome. I knew I had to cop to it because it was funny, but I'm also like, wow. (laughs) Your dedication to the entertainment of our listeners is Uh applauded. Thank you. I was like, whatever. People will think it's funny. (laughs) So this is not a now you see me fic. This is a ready or not fic. Um, And it is entitled. (laughs) It's titled Try Die Again. It is written by Kroik. Um, C R O I K on Archive Kronk's of Our Own. Evil cousin. <laughs> Aaron, please. I can't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, and the summary reads After the dust settles, Grace awakens to find herself exactly where she started, with the card in her hand, ready to play again. 
but this time will be different. For both their sakes, it will have to be. Time loop AU. And this takes the pairing of... Okay, so first and foremost, I need to say, if you have not seen this movie, um, I don't know that you're going to fully get everything that the that the fic is talking about because i will say this this is a great like sequel to that movie it is a great like it fits perfectly into the canon of that film but this takes the main character grace and her would-be brother-in-law and pairs them together i felt like i got a decent amount of context from this but it would have been better if i had known what was going on a little bit more that's good yeah it's to be clear, they do a great job of, like, explaining mm-hmm. what all has happened. Um, yeah. I think if you've seen the movie, you just, like, it's it clicks. Yeah, it, it really, like, it takes that fic to the extra level, I think. But, yes, if, if you're not familiar with the concept of Ready or Not, the film, it's basically this woman named Grace is has just gotten married to her to her husband. Um, <laughs> she's just gotten married, <laughs> and she's an orphan, so... And her husband is part of this family of, like, game makers. They make a bunch of board games. Think, like, Hasbro, Mattel, like, Operation, Sorry, Clue, and all of that kind of stuff. Mr. Um, Evelyn's dad? Maybe. Perhaps. Mr. Ev- Mr. Ev- Evelyn's dad um, is a professional game maker, so. Well, I hope so. one less sinister than the ones that in this movie because yep. <laughs> every every time that – so there's, there's a tradition. They're very rich. Um, Grace had to sign, like, a prenup and all of that. And uh, they had the wedding in their very large estate, very fancy mansion. Um, and then they sit her down on her wedding night and say, you have to play a game that is the rules, you know. And they basically draw a random card. And every time there's a new, like, addition to the family, they have to do this. Um, They have to play a game. And it can be something as innocuous as Operation, as Clue, as Sorry, as Trouble. But if you pull the hide-and-seek card, then you have to run and hide. And if the family finds you, they bring you back and they sacrifice you ritualistically. In order, It's like an old bargain that one of their ancestors made with the devil, basically, to obtain and hoard their wealth, their success. And so Grace has just pulled the hide-or-seek card, and it spends basically the whole night running and hiding and seeking and all of this stuff. So that is the basic concept of the of the film. And so now just add at the end of the film, if you've seen it, uh, spoiler alert, she makes it. She She's alive. It's Dawn. The police are coming. Uh, and the fic picks up right there and then puts her right back at the beginning of it. And it is genius. I loved this fic. I am a opposite of Aaron. I am a huge horror movie buff. I love mm-hmm. horror movies. And so the fact that we're talking about a horror like fanfic, I cannot explain how happy I was. <laughs> um, so the whole conceit is, um, is that, is that every time that Grace goes through the evening, she, so she know she learns from her mistakes and, uh, tries again, basically, gets out with less injuries, and she's like, all right, I've really done it this time. And then right as the police start to show up, she blinks, and she's back in the chair again, pulling the card, and she has to restart. And so you get this sense of, like, really uh, of anger and frustration of being like, I have won this game twice now, and I'm still stuck here, still having to, like, run for my life, have to kill these other people. This is the other thing. This fic is so graphic. And, um, yep. She has an argument with, uh, what is his name? LeBain, Le I think. LaVale. Um, LaVale. Yes, LaVale. That's what it is. Um, and which is the ancient, like, spirit that made the deal with their ancestor. Sounds and she... like a demon to me. And we don't <laughs> invite demons now, do we, Alan? <laughs> we don't. No, they did. Yeah, never invite a demon. 
<laughs> so she has this uh, argument with uh, this demon, Lavelle, um, and is angry and says, I've won. What more do you want? And he basically says something like, you haven't, ro- you haven't won fully. You haven't won in the right way. Once you do that, you'll be free. And she's pissed. Um, and so she goes at it again. And most of the time she is in her head. She thinks that she has to actually win the game of hide and seek and not be found all night. So there's there's go arounds where she like hides really well and is not seen uh, up until the very end. And that frustrates her to no end. Uh, so if you're familiar with the movie, there's a uh, character who is her brother-in-law who starts off really creepy and like he's an alcoholic and like hits on her at the rehearsal wedding and uh, rehearsal dinner and you're like, oh, this guy's sleazy. But you realize that the reason he is having like this reaction is because he he knows what his family's capable of and basically doesn't want any part of it, but also feels like loyal to them because he loves them. And in the movie, he basically tries to help her, but it's like at the very end and it's too late. So he switches sides. It's too late and he gets killed. Um, And even in the movie, you kind of get a feeling that like they had better chemistry than her and her husband. So I see how this pairing was born Um, (laughs) in one of the pass throughs in this fic. She sees him again and tries to basically convince him to help her earlier when she can still do something. Um, It doesn't work. Uh, He gets shot in the neck and as he's bleeding by his wife, he's always shot in the neck by his wife, which is how he died in the movie, which is brilliant. Um, And he's bleeding out dying. And then I think uh, she is shot by someone else in the family and they as they're bleeding out she like they do this uh, creation of man type thing where they touch fingertips, basically. And then. And then she resets and she looks across the table and she realizes that now he also remembers the last pastor. And this is on her fourth or fifth time. So now she has dragged him in somehow and they keep doing all these different things um, to try and figure out how to like get her away. And their tensions build and they're like getting closer to each other. And they're like, oh, man. And I think at one point, like the line is even thrown out where he says, oh, I wish I'd met you a little earlier, you know, ha ha. And so by the end, Grace is at her wit's end and she's now just pulling guns and killing people like first side. She's like, because she has a a successful night where she hides from everyone completely. Like she tricks them into thinking that she's run outside. And so everyone's searching for her outside, but she's literally under a bed and she makes it to dawn and it still doesn't work. And so she's like, fuck you, fuck this. I'm killing everyone because apparently me winning the game fair and square like 10 times now is not enough for this demon. Mm -hmm. And... So she's going around killing people and now she she's trying to like find a way to save Daniel too, um, which is the brother-in-law. It doesn't work. They die. Um, and she asks him to meet him in like the secret passageway that only a few people in the family know about. They meet. They have passionate sex really quickly. Yep. Good for them. Loved it <laughs> for like, them. Okay. There is viscera. We don't need that. <laughs> so they... They have sex. It's great uh, for them. And then she is like, all right, I need you to wait here because every other time you have been shot by your fucking bitch of a wife and I need you to not die. (laughs) She's like, this is now, I think, the way. So she's trying to save him. Oh, and also there's maids that die throughout the course of the film. And so she finds the first one that's about to die. She stops her and says, hey, they're going to kill you. And she's like, oh, I'm not supposed to talk to you after midnight. And Grace says, listen, they are here to kill me. If you see me die, you are a witness. They are then going to close off any loose ends. You get the other maids, wait by the door. The moment the door is unlocked, run out and call the police. You need to get out. And so luckily the maid does heed the advice and leaves. Um, and so 
Grace is she's finally taking off the the wedding dress, which is part of the thing is like she has hated wearing the wedding dress and she's now wearing a pair of uh, Daniel's boxers and a pair and like a, a button down shirt of Daniel's. And she's going around killing all of the family. She's unfortunately found and eventually like subdued. And Daniel is shot in the leg because, of course, he didn't stay in the in the tunnel like they needed to. And uh, Grace's husband, I think his name is Alex. I forget. Uh, I, I think like it is her. Alex. Yeah, we don't like Alex. We don't like Alex. Even in the movie, we don't like Alex. Uh, but Alex is very affected by the fact that she fucked his brother, basically. Which yeah, which fair in the context. Yes, fair in the yeah, context. I think he's allowed to have feelings about that. <laughs> I guess so. He he was just aiding his family and trying to murder her. But okay. Well, we can hold two truths at once. <laughs> You're right. Very mature. Love that for us. We can hold space for both of these realities. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the only family members that are alive at this point are Charity, who is Daniel's wife, Alex, who is Grace's husband, and their aunt Helen, um, who is crazy. She's a, she's mm-hmm. a she's a character. And so they're it's about to be done. They're carrying out like this Latin chanting that they have to do. Grace is bound up in the table, and she's not able to get out. Daniel is bound, and he still has this arrow that was shot through his thigh. He uses his like one free hand to like nudge the arrow out uses that to cut his binds and basically tackles people and that's how they get out of that uh, alive and so the way that the curse works is that if they have if the sun has risen and grace is not dead then the family blows up like yeah literally like just (laughs) literally i was like what (laughs) they go boom (laughs) into chunks into chukarunos it <laughs> it's is gross it is graphic in the film and it is hilarious um and so what daniel knows that grace doesn't is that they, they managed to kill the rest of the family it's just her and daniel daniel's bleeding out and she said we like i'm gonna save you like i think that's what needs to happen and he says no i'm gonna die because of the curse and grace says no no, no you don't know that because you have died by your wife's hand every night and then he reminds her that there was one night where she died before him and so then he got to experience the kaboom. And so Grace realizes there's only one way out of this. And so she strangles him to death. Uh-huh. <laughs> right as the sun rises. Once once the sun is up, she's like, oh, fuck. And then starts doing CPR on Daniel and miraculously brings him back. So because he died and was not around for the deadline, he's now okay. Yep. And they walk off into the sunset. And so there's the thing is. And what Grace realizes at the end is that having won the game the first time she didn't feel victory she wasn't like she didn't feel like she won anything she just survived but now having saved daniel and having saved the three maids which called the police uh she feels like she she earned her win and that broke the curse essentially that is an accurate that is an accurate summation of this thing (laughs) (laughs) i mean we do love a loophole ending we love a loophole we do love it was it was very funny where she's like i'm gonna strangle him Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Come back. Yep. She was like, all right, never mind. (laughs) Unstrangle. (laughs) I thought it was very well done. As a fan of the movie, I thought that the author took elements from the movie. And it was also written like, I could see it being like like an adaptation. You know how films usually do like novel adaptations? Or they used to. But like there'll be novel adaptations yeah. of some films. I could see yeah. this being like a an adaptation of it because it's written with the same kind of like irreverent tone of as the film, 
Um, and I thought it was smartly done. It plugged into all of the canon, and it was also surprisingly creative with the way it killed people. <laughs> I will 100% give it all the points for creativity, and it's super well written, and it is clearly in the style of the thing that it is part of, right? Like, I I was at a disservice because I don't like horror movies, mm-hmm. didn't see the, the material, the original source material, and mm-hmm. don't much care for, like, graphic stuff like this like it's just not my thing so Mm -hmm. i was at a disadvantage from that perspective but i can absolutely give it credit where credit is due in terms of being a well-written well-done story that set out to do a thing and by god did it do it (laughs) (laughs) it sure did over and over yeah i mean also there is something a little bit wonderful about grace just like murdering everyone all the time that's pretty cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's that moment in a in a horror movie or in a thriller even where like the person um the victim fights back and becomes the mm-hmm. like aggressor and you're like, "Yeah, fuck him up." And so you just get that over and over this cuz she learns more and more every time she does it. It's yeah, great. she goes feral by the end. She's like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah." Like I kind of pictured her like this didn't actually happen, but I could 100% picture her with like you know, like machine guns or whatever, just being like, ah! <laughs> like mowing them down. Because it was like that energy of like, yeah. that's it. I'm here to fuck shit up and I do not care anymore. Like I have lost all semblance of like, I'm not playing by anyone's rules anymore. Just fuck it. I'm like, I'm annihilating you all. And that is like, that can be really satisfying at the end of like watching somebody really struggle where it's like, okay, they've gone full feral. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Fully agree. So, so Aaron, oh, I was what, just gonna say, what would you give? I beat you to it. I beat you to it. No. Okay, I am a nice person. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give this a three point eight, based on what it's doing. If I yeah. were like, this is not something I will revisit. And like, if sure. this were just like, I wouldn't have even read it if like this weren't the podcast. But it is that. really well. It is really well done, and I will give it a three point eight. And I have a lot of respect for this writer. Um who is clearly very good at what they do. Nice. I would give it a 4.2, but that's because I love horror movies. So this was up my alley. Well, that lands you at a four, which is great. That's still a very strong score. Yeah, absolutely. Again, in our useless rubric, but. I, I like to think this one was sent to Alan, like with the note <laughs> to Alan, because I fucking loved it. It might have been. Thank People you. know that you like horror movies, right? Like we've talked about that. I, I don't know. I hope so. If y'all, ha- yeah. if y'all have any more horror fix, send them my <laughs> way. My favorite thing was when you posted on Instagram your stories, and it was like, Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2, <laughs> Conjuring 3. And I was like, ooh, Alan's having a day. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of Conjuring, You know, buddy. you bring that up. So recently, yeah, so the third Conjuring came out, and my, my local Regal had, um, they were showing the Conjuring 1 on the Wednesday before it came out, the new one came out. They just showed the Conjuring 2 on the Thursday, and then I went to go watch the new one when it came out. Um, and I was doing this thing where I, I was posting my pick ticket stub and I said The Conjuring and then The Conjuring 2. Oh, no. What, what was it? What was it that I was saying? I wasn't saying The Conjuring. I was saying, um, let's get spooky. I was saying, let's get mm-hmm. spooky. And then for The Conjuring 2, I said, let's get spooky 2. And then for the third night, I said, let's get spooky. The devil made me do it, which is the title of the third film. And not a single person laughed. And I was, <laughs> I was angry. I was like, people, <laughs> I literally had this thought where I was like, I'm ahead of my time. People just don't understand my humor. <laughs> like, I am a tortured artist and yeah. no one gets it. And I am these plebeians. 
don't deserve me you don't understand Aaron. i made that plan on wednesday and i was like this is gonna kill i laughed for like 20 minutes at my own joke i'm gonna Uh, argue that maybe you hyped it up a little bit in your own head i'm sure i did i'm sure i did but no not even like a little like a haha emoji or anything they didn't even do the lazy easy react emoji that is so funny yeah i was not gonna be the one to do that but someone should (laughs) have someone should have i agree yeah you know what that's the plight of an artist it is you know you just you're not you're never understood until it's too late you know like Mm -hmm. artists don't get recognized until until later for the geniuses (laughs) and visionaries that they were yep do you know what'd be really funny i wonder if my sent this before we opened up the name on the form possibly yeah because there was a period where we didn't have that option the only yeah the only reason i say that is because i'm now remembering that we had that whole conversation about it when we did the it episode <gasps> oh my gosh so true i forgot yeah. we talked about it and i remember my being like alan is my person alan's like like Al- i get it i get alan so i was like cool great and then my sent in a bunch so my if this was you good job whoever it was yeah, good job but know. also yeah, yeah like incredible you- loved yeah. it whoever it was <sighs> delightful well, what an episode. I that, yeah, I think that about brings us to the end of our episode. And welcome to an episode of The Fake List, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. We're so excited to have you. Can you imagine? <laughs> I've been waiting this whole episode to make that joke and no, <laughs> it's not going to land. <laughs> so how do our seven dear friends get in touch with us, Elon? Well, Aaron, uh, Twitter is the is the best way. We're at Fake List. Um, yep. You can... Pop over to our Instagram. I don't think there's anything on it, but nope, don't do that. <laughs> it's it's um, going the way of Facebook very quickly. Y- yep, we don't have a Facebook page. Um, it's mm. gone the way of the dodo. And yep. what? Oh, um, you can go to our Tumblr. Also, mm-hmm. messages there. Um, the lovely Caitlin is our moderator poster on there, and she runs doing... it. I mean, full stop. Yeah. She runs that Tumblr. Like I do nothing. <laughs> so. She she's great and every time i go on tumblr and look at our our account i'm like this is hilarious wow thanks caitlin yep go to tumblr it's the ficklistpodcast.tumblr.com nice yep. look at you knowing it off the top of your head yeah i had to write that in our ko-fi bio recently because we were also now on ko-fi so Ooh. yeah if you feel if you really like this podcast and feel like helping us out ko-fi the ko-fi exists to offset the cost of making the podcast the goal is not to like make this a profitable like you know money making venture like that feels wrong given the source material that we're pulling from and fan works and that ethos in general instead this is truly just like offsetting the cost of like keeping our soundcloud up and like that kind of like the things that cost money to make this happen so if you feel like tossing a couple dollars our way we'll gladly take it and put it towards the creation of this podcast somehow um and that is uh we are on ko-fi the link is to connected to our twitter i think um but i think it's like ko-fi slash the fic list or something like that and lastly, if you if, if you want like a, a way to support us that does not involve like uh, giving any money, you please rate and review us on like Apple Podcasts. It helps us Jeez. get a a larger reach out there. Helps the podcast find more of a more of a fan base, if you will. If you will, yes, because we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Podbean. Maybe I don't know. That sounds we're right. On, Podbean, we're on Podcast, s- something. SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Um, basically, anywhere that I could get an RSS feed, we're there. <laughs> Hooray. Exactly. 
So yeah, but Apple um, reviews are really, really beneficial to podcast creators because they do sort of like bump the podcast popularity. So um, if you really like us, drop us a review on Apple. Thanks. Another one in the books. Uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, as y'all well know, we're going to record another one of these in like five minutes. So <laughs> it's going to so get excited. weird. Just wait until the next one. I'm sure it's going to be weird. <laughs> All right. Bye, friends. All right. See you later. Bye.